As a mother, wife, and divorce attorney for over 15 years, experience has taught me a lot about how to deal with times of uncertainty, transition, and facing opportunities for growth. I'm happy you're joining me for this part of the journey. If you are thinking about selling a house or trying to buy one, you're not going to want to miss our episode today. With me is Heather Guild. Heather is a well-recognized realtor in the Dallas area, frequently receiving awards and commendations from D Magazine, A Modern Luxury, among many others. I'm so excited to have her here with me today to talk about what in the world is going on in our crazy market, to give us some tips if you're thinking about selling or buying, and then to talk about some strategies for the future. Heather, thank you so much for coming to be with me today. Thank you for having me. I've been enjoying your podcast so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Well, I wanted to bring you on today to talk about the state of real estate. Mm -hmm. It is a crazy market. And, you know, I'm hearing from my clients who are in the middle of a divorce trying to sell or thinking about buying. And I know people are moving here from out of town. It's just a crazy time. So give us some perspective, like help us understand what is going on in the market. Absolutely. Yeah. Every news station you turn on is running a story on the seller's market that we're in right now. And really what we're seeing is just a lack of inventory of homes for sale, which is creating, you know, supply and demand issues, right? There's a bigger demand out there than the supply of homes available. Um, to put that in a little bit into perspective, we are about 50% of the homes for sale that we had this time last year. But if you think about where we were this time last year, we were coming straight out of the pandemic. We had been on lockdown for several weeks. And so really the only people listing their homes this time last year needed to sell. Mm -hmm. So being at 50% of that really gives you sort of the story about the number of homes on the market and why it is so hard for people to find a home right now and why sellers have so much leverage in the negotiations at this point. So, because I was curious about that. I was thinking, you know, is is the demand, is this because you have new more people moving into the Dallas Metroplex, which, I mean, I understand is part of it, mm -hmm. but it also sounds like from what you're saying that people just aren't selling. They aren't as motivated to move. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I think, you know, I think we saw a ton of people sell during COVID that needed to sell. Um, but I think a lot of people are asking themselves, great, I can sell. Where do I go? And that's why you really need to have, you know, somebody knowledgeable about the market in your back pocket to help you to sort of figure out how to um, work through those nuances and those challenges in the market. So tell us a little bit about your experience. You've been doing this for a while <laughs> and you're now with Compass Real Estate. So I would just love to hear a little bit about your background and how, what got you interested in real estate to begin sure. with. Sure. Well, I like to tell people real estate's the only thing I've ever done. I started in my teens answering phones for the little local real estate office in my small town in Kentucky. And then I had planned to go get my doctorate in psychology. That was my life goal. Um, but I took a year off after school and ended up working for a commercial real estate company and just fell in love with the business. So my husband and I have been in Dallas about, oh gosh, almost 20 years now. Real estate's all I've ever done. And uh, it's such a fun city to, to be in the real estate business. You know, we have all different styles of homes and really eclectic different neighborhoods. And I always tell people, Dallas, I think, is the one place where you can be close to the city and still have that sort of neighborhood, sub suburban, small town feel. 
Absolutely. Um, I, it's interesting. I didn't know that you were interested in psychology. And I imagine that your interest in psychology, while well, you didn't go on to get a doctorate degree, but probably that initial interest is part of what fuels your interest in the negotiation process because there's so much psychology involved. Absolutely. And it's so fun working with buyers and sellers to figure out what it is they're looking for and how do they like to communicate. And, you know, I think having that listening ear, it's probably just a part of who I am really helps with what I do. How much of the art of negotiation do you find, I mean, impacts whether the deal gets done? I mean, it is so important. Um, I think, you know, number one, knowing what is going on in the market, right? So right now we're seeing very short option periods, if any option period at all, we're seeing appraisal waivers. And so just being able to keep track of the market and how the typical offer might be changing from month to month, given the market conditions is really important. And then I think, you know, having an agent that gets to know the agent on the other side and figure out what that other client is looking for is really important. Because if I can have a conversation with you and say, hey, my buyers really want to buy your house. Tell me what's important. And you say, you know, I want to keep my kids in school through the end of the school year. And we can make that happen. Then that's that's a really important part of that negotiation. Sounds like you're using some interest-based negotiation and really trying to <laughs> unpack and understand what's going on. Right, and that's right. such an important part of it. Um, because, I, you know, you hear stories about people writing letters to mm -hmm. the sellers. Is that are you seeing that kind of thing happen? Does it does it have an impact? Uh, yes, I definitely am seeing that happen. I have this great story about some clients recently who purchased a house. We were walking through and we see this beautiful tequila collection on display. <laughs> and so my clients just said to them, we also really love tequila. Like if we could all celebrate over this nice bottle of tequila after closing, wouldn't that be fun? And I think it was you know, a way to differentiate themselves from the other people making an offer on the house, as well as saying, we really paid attention in your home. And um, here's this common denominator that maybe we have in common. That's so interesting. You can't ignore the human connection Absolutely piece of not. it, no. <laughs> even in a pure business transaction, right. but that's still and so I important. Think, you know, having that analytical transactional dollars and cents um, conversation, I mean, that's never going to sway it over a, a significant um you know, increase in price from another buyer. But if you're looking at two very similar offers, that might be the deciding difference. Now, one of the things we definitely see in our world today, thanks to technology, is sort of a movement for do-it-yourself, right? Mm -hmm. There are all kinds of apps available for people. Mm -hmm. And if it's such a hot market, you know, maybe somebody out there is thinking about trying to sell their house themselves. Right. What advice do you give or how do you help educate um, the consumer in terms of why they should be working with a real estate agent? That's a great question. I mean, in this market, a lot of people think, hey, I can stick a sign in my yard. I'll sell it tomorrow. No big deal. I would say that 90% of my job comes after the contract is signed. So it's figuring out if we're going to get the house to appraise. How are we going to get the house to appraise? If it doesn't appraise, then what are our, you know, challenges and issues and how do we work through that? What are the issues that come up at the title company that need to be addressed. And so I think, you know, getting a buyer on the hook, easy. Getting it across the finish line is a lot harder. Is it more difficult these days with the mortgage lenders? I mean, are, are the, the thresholds more challenging these days? I mean, I know interest rates are down and so mm -hmm. people are, are, you know, looking to refinance and to buy and take advantage right. of these low interest rates. Yeah, lenders definitely got a little bit more strict during COVID, you know, 
making sure that we were verifying employment, making sure, you know, hours employed didn't go down. And so I'd say we've seen really over the course of the past few years, it got really strict after the last recession. It lightened up a little bit. And we definitely went back to a more stricter lending protocol over the last year. I'm seeing that a lot in refinances as well in both the um, the amount that a lender will will loan on a refinance is lower. It's about 70% equity now. And then refi appraisals are coming in a lot more cautiously um, <laughs> priced. Yeah. So I was just going to ask about that because I would think with the boom in prices that is happening, mm-hmm. um, that the demand may not necessarily match what the appraiser says the house is That's, worth. Are you seeing that? I've seen that a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's really common in purchase contracts right now for buyers to waive the appraisal contingency completely or waive it up to a certain amount. Very interesting. Now, I want to talk about something um, in terms of like getting the house ready. Now, mm-hmm. Last time I sold a house, it was a few years ago, you still had to put a lot of effort into mm-hmm. trying to get the buyer to come in and um, look at the house. Are you seeing, is it is the staging as critical these days? If the houses are just flying off the market, are people needing to put as much work on that's the front a, end? That's a really great question. And I think the answer is a little bit twofold. If you're at the entry level price point for the neighborhood you're in, then the amount of work you need to put into your home to get it ready for sale is pretty basic. We're talking about just cleaning it up, you know, doing your typical spring cleaning, washing the windows, making sure the, the junk in the closets <laughs> is tidied up, but you really don't need to put a lot of money into it. Now, if you're at the higher end or the luxury price point for your neighborhood and you really still want to be aggressive in the pricing, then definitely doing some minor updates, making sure the paint's fresh, making sure the landscape is fresh um, is very important. One of the things you and I have talked about before is Compass offers this concierge program. So for a lot of my clients, um, when when it comes time to get a divorce and it comes time to sell the house, um, they may not be wanting to put a lot of money into it, right? I mean, this is a time right. of distress in the family. So really they're needing to um, sell the house, but they want to sell it at, at a price, but there just may not be a lot of liquid cash to put sure. into uh, and, you know, upgrading it. Tell us about the Compass Concierge program. This is a really great program. Essentially, Compass Concierge upfronts the cost that you need to do those home improvements prior to putting your house on the market. And then, you know, instead of you having to be out, let's say $10,000 for new paint and flooring, um, or instead of a divorce couple deciding who's going to be out that cost um, while they're trying to get the house on the market, that money is just taken out at closing. It's interest-free. There are no fees associated. It's Compass recognizing that you can sell your house for more money if we're able to give you the funds in advance to put that money into the house. I think it's such a clever idea and it does solve problems for people who maybe are cash poor at the time when you're going to sell your house. But you know, if you do some of those minor improvements like the fresh coat of paint, Mm -hmm. that it will increase the value. Right. And I think it's, you know, working with an advocate or a real estate agent that can tell you, you know, if you're going to paint these really dark brown kitchen cabinets white, you're going to, you know, get a better return on your investment than if we just sell it as is. And so just knowing where to put those dollars, um, you know, we're certainly not recommending people go in and just completely renovate their whole houses. But if there are some easy things we can do that are cost effective, 
we, we want to do that in order to help you get the most amount of money for your house as possible. That is so great. So um, I was joking with you just a few minutes ago. I asked you if you bought your, brought your crystal ball with you. Um, what do you all see coming down you know, in the future if we look out six to 12 months? And I, I know you can't really predict with certainty, but what are you all preparing for in terms of trends? Right. Well, I think there are two things I'm sort of watching in the market right now. One is the cost of materials. You know, lumber's gone up about 400% over the last year. And I think really we're seeing that more a kink in the supply chain, if you think all the mills were shut down in March and April. So watching to see when those prices start to come back down so the builders can, you know, increase their inventory of homes that they're, they're building and able to purchase those materials. So we're watching that. I think, you know, inventory will go up once the cost of materials goes down a little bit. And then we're also watching interest rates. I mean, they really don't have anywhere to go but up, but I think there's a lot of uncertainty about when that will happen. And so watching the rates to see when they start to spike and increase, you know, right now, even a 1% jump in the interest rate makes a huge difference in a person's monthly payment. Um, and so that can really change a, a buyer's buying power. What, um, for somebody who might be shopping the market right now mm -hmm. and wanting to buy, what advice do you have for, for that buyer out there? You know, right now you've got to be quick. There is, um, there's not a lot of time to think, you know, and so I think being familiar with the neighborhood that you're looking in and being familiar with the type of home you want, being familiar with what your purchase power is so that when that right home comes on the market, you're able to move quickly. Certainly, we don't want anybody making decisions that aren't well thought out, but do your research in advance so that when it does come on the market, you know, you're ready to move forward. We're seeing houses sell. I mean, within hours, if not days. And sight unseen, is that true? I, we're seeing a little bit of sight unseen. Mainly those are out-of-state buyers who, you know, need are moving here for work and need to buy something and certainly can't fly in every time a new house hits the market. Um, but typically they're flying in during the option period to, to make sure, you know, the house is what they thought it was via FaceTime. I'm a perpetual house shopper. I have uh, to admit, I always too. love to look. And um, it is really amazing technology with the pictures and the virtual tours. And mm -hmm. so there are ways to access the... Well, and I think one of the things we're going to see come out of this pandemic is we did start doing a lot more virtual tours and 3D floor plans, you know, so people could get a better feel for the house before actually walking in. And I think that kind of thing's here to stay. That's excellent. All right. And then if you are a seller, what advice do you have for somebody who might be looking to sell right now? You know, I think for a seller, you should really sit down before you um, put your house on the market and decide where are we going to go? What, what do we need out of an offer? Not only financially, everybody has that net number they want to hit, but what are some other things that would be nice? Do you want to stay in the house for 30 or 60 days after closing to help you pack up and move? Um, Really think about what your priorities are and and share those with your agent. You know, your agent should be listening to you and helping you achieve your objectives. And so figuring out what you need so that when you are reviewing offers, because you're going to have multiple offers, figuring out um, which one really is the best fit for your situation, as well as which one is going to net you the most proceeds. Excellent. Now, you, Heather, are known in East Dallas, definitely. You can't drive through East Dallas without seeing Heather Guild um, and your group uh, on, on the signs. 
do you work exclusively in East Dallas? Do you work across Texas? I mean, tell us a little bit about your niche and your specialty. Yeah. So my team and I live all live in East Dallas. I have a team of seven agents, um, Lakewood, Lake Highlands, M Streets. And so that's, you know, our our own homes, right? It's it's very easy to do a lot of business there. But what we've seen over the last few years is, you know, a lot of our clients that moved into East Dallas for the great public schools, excuse me, a lot of our clients that have moved into East Dallas for the great public schools are now, you know, have older children that are ready to go to private schools in North Dallas. And so we're doing a lot of back and forth, um, North Dallas, East Dallas, you know, really anything inside the loop is a good fit for us. Uh, outside the loop, we always joke and say, well, for good friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's funny because people will often ask divorce lawyers, do you, are you, you know, a father's rights attorney or do you just represent women? And um, and we we represent both. Um, mm-hmm. What about you all? Do you work with buyers and sellers or do you really specialize in one over the other? You no, know, we work with both buyers and sellers. And I would say our business is about 50-50. It's really, it's such a relationship business, which is probably very similar for you, right? And so once you've built a relationship with somebody selling their house, you know, that just translates into buying. And then, you know, when they're ready to sell, they'll call you and you do it all over again. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming and helping illuminate our, our minds on uh, on real estate and some important tips. Do you have any other final tips you want to offer anybody to who is preparing and thinking about moving? Yeah, I think just give yourself as much time as possible right now and be ready to move quickly and then be ready to have maybe some interim plans for renting for a couple of months until you figure out where you want to go. It's a great time to do that. It's kids are about to be out of school for the summer. And so you really have a lot of options. You're exactly right. To learn more information about Heather Guild and her team, uh, we will post a link to her website below and we hope you'll reach out and contact her. Thank you.